Welcome to Passion Church. For more information about Passion Church, please visit us online at www.passionchurch.tv. Now let's join the service already in progress. been in a series called Quiet Games, and um, I am privileged and honored to have two boys. One of them is three and a half years old. His name is Luke, and uh, I got to tell you, Luke is awful at the quiet game. And uh, see, uh, Pastor Steve talks about hating the quiet game, but how many of you know once you become a parent, sometimes the quiet game could be a beautiful thing, but Luke just doesn't quite get it yet. Uh, Sometimes, you know, when you had a long day, you just want some peace and quiet. So I always say, Luke, do you want to play the quiet game? And he's always so eager to play the quiet game. And I think maybe this time he's going to understand it. Maybe this time he's going to get it. And uh, with a matter of a few seconds, uh, he'll bust up laughing. He'll uh, start talking. He'll say, I lose. And he, know, and, and he knows it. I, I'm, I'm reminded another game that he really does like to play, but he's equally awful at it as well. And um, that's, uh, it's okay. He's three and a half. He'll get better. Okay. But he loves to play hide-and-seek, okay? If you've ever watched my boys, you know that Luke loves to play hide-and-seek. Part of hide-and-seek, don't you know and understand, is being quiet, okay? If you're the person that's hiding, you have to learn how to be quiet. Luke does not understand that. So Luke tells you to go in the next room to count to 10, and he runs off, and he goes and hides, and you count to 10, and as soon as you come down the hallway, if all you got to do is say, Luke, and he goes, I'm in here. <laughs> He'll be under his covers or in the closet or behind the shower curtain in a great hiding place, but he just gives himself away saying, I'm in here, you know, or he's just giggling and laughing, um, but it's a great time, right? Quiet quiet games. And uh, see, sometimes we don't like this attribute about God, but sometimes God is really good at the quiet games. Come on, my son is not very good at the quiet game. He's not very good at hide and seek, but sometimes there are seasons we go through where God is very good at being quiet. How many of you know sometimes in the quiet season, we actually learn more than when he's speaking? Come on. That's what, it, that's what we've been talking about. Sometimes he's really good at being quiet. See, but I think there's also a point in time, and that's what I'm going to speak to you about this morning. I think that there's sometimes a point in time and seasons we go through where God's speaking to us, but we prevent ourselves from hearing him. Anybody been in that season? God's speaking the word. God's telling us what to do, but our own actions, our own desires prevent us from being able to hear God. So this morning, I want to talk to you about the obstacles we face. Sometimes when we're talking about hearing God, there's obstacles that are in our way that prevent us from hearing God. And the first obstacle, it's, it's kind of the easy obstacle to pick out. It's the first thing that God put in my spirit to talk about. And you're going to know it, but I, wanna, I want you to really think about it. And it's sin. It's sin. See, a lot of the times we don't think about that, but sin is separation from God. See, we always think about sin as don't do this, don't do that, don't do this, don't do that, and do this, and do that, and do this, and do that. That's what we think sin is. But what sin is, is when we commit a sin, we separate ourselves from God. That's what sin 
is. See, for some of us in this room, we're living in rebellion because we fail to obey him in the first word that he gave us. See, Pastor Steve talked about hearing aid number one. That's the scripture. That's this Bible. Some of us are pleading and crying out to God, God, speak to me. God, speak to me. But he's not speaking to us because, A, we haven't read it, and B, we're not doing it. All right. You guys, are, you guys are with me? We've got to know that if we're living in rebellion, God cannot and will not speak to us. It's an impossibility if we're living in rebellion. See, I, I think sometimes we may be reading our word and we may be doing everything that we can, but God's given us a word specifically for us that we're living in rebellion of. I can remember a time in my life when I was about 19 years old, and God had given me a call to be a minister, and I was running as fast as I could in the opposite direction. I don't know if it's because I was scared. I don't know what it was, but I was running. And in that moment, I remember feeling alone. I remember feeling empty. I remember laying in my bed crying out to God, wanting him to speak to me. But if I'm not going to obey what he's told me to do, he's not going to speak to me. Come on. I was living in rebellion. I was running away from what God told me to do. Can I tell you that I come in contact now that I'm 32, getting ready to be 33 next week, I mean next month, but I come in contact with adults that God told them something to do when they were 19 years old and they're still not doing it today. And how can we expect God to speak to us today when he already spoke to us and we're running away? For some of us, he's just merely told us to talk to a family member about Jesus. Have you been there? He's told us to talk to a family member about Jesus, but because of fear or we don't want to offend them or whatever excuse we can possibly think of, we're running from that. And God's given us that word. He's put that in our hearts. He's told us what to do, and yet we're running from it. See, sin... The easiest definition of sin is missing the mark. It's missing the mark. It's that there's a mark we're supposed to be hitting and we're missing that mark. And sometimes we fail to understand that that's, that's the reality of where we live a lot of the times, is that we miss the mark. I want to read two scriptures to you about sin. In Isaiah chapter 59, verses 1 through 2 says this about sin in our life. Surely the arm of the Lord is not too short to save. Can somebody say amen? Surely the arm of the Lord is not too short to save, nor his ear too dull to hear, but your iniquities, not my iniquities for you, but your iniquities have separated you from your God. Your sins have hidden his face from you so that you will not hear. Our sin separates us from God. Our sin causes God, God's face to be hidden from us, and it causes us not to hear. It causes him not to hear. Me laying in the middle of my room crying out to God, my sin separated me from my God. See, but let's read in 1 John chapter 1, verses 8 through 10. And this is where I think a lot of us Christians live right here. It says this, if we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. 
if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. If we claim we have not sinned, we make him out to be a liar. And read this. And his word has no place in our lives. His word has no place in our lives when we claim to be without sin. See, and I think that there's not very many people that would stand up if I asked everybody to come up and stand on the platform. If you're without sin, come and stand up there. If you haven't sinned today, come stand up here. And I bet you that there's not very many people that are going to come join me up here, if any. Right? But can I tell you, sometimes we live our life without repentance We live our life without repentance, and we're telling God, hey, I don't sin. We're telling God, I don't sin. And when we tell God, I don't sin right here, what does it say? His word has no place in our lives. And that's where I think some of us live. Some of us live in the place where we have sin in our life, but we fail to realize it, or we fail to care enough about it to do something about it. How many of you know it says that we that none of us are without sin. We all have sin in our life. We all have things that cause us to miss the mark. And what I want to encourage you is that in order to hear God's voice, you've got to constantly live in an area where you're repentant all the time. Do you want to know how sin gets big? Not repenting. Not repenting. See, we always see people that have moral failures in their life or they've had big things that have happened in their life. How many of you know that doesn't just happen in one fell swoop? It starts with something small that they're unrepentant of. Think about that. Think about that. Adultery doesn't just happen. Adultery happens when we have thoughts that we don't take captive and submit them to Jesus. It's thoughts that we have that we should say. It should cause us to lose all control and say, God, I'm sorry. God, I don't want to have that thought. Purify me. Forgive me of my sin. But when we don't do that, thought then leads to action years later. And we wind up saying, how did I get here? Well, you got here because you lived your life like you weren't sinning. See, some of us that have been Christians for a long time, can I tell you what we tend to do is we think that now that we have been saved for 10, 15, 20, some of you 30, some of you 40, I'm not going to go beyond that, but some of you have been saved for a long time. And what we think is that now that we've been saved for a long time, I need his forgiveness less now than when we first believed. We live our life that way. And we, I can tell it because we're not repentant. We're not repentant of the sin. And sometimes what happens is that our hearts just get calloused and we don't see sin for what it really is. That sin really is separation from God. That's what we've got to see. The obstacle, some of us in this room, the reason we don't hear from God is because there's sin living in our life. And we can't hear him. And he can't hear us. But the other side of that is that if we say we don't have sin and we don't deal with the sin in our life, his word has no place in our lives. Come on, we have to deal with the sin. We've got to get to the place where repentance is a daily, a multiple times a day thing that takes place in our life. 
It's something that as soon as we sin, as soon as we have a thought, as soon as we do something that's not right, we fall to our knees. We're repentant right then. Conviction takes over in our life right then. See, for some of us, conviction, and I've told you this before, I'm just reminding, but, reminding you, but some of you, conviction, the alarm that goes off in your life when you commit a sin, conviction's like the tornado sirens here in Oklahoma. Come on. When the tornado sirens go off, we don't go seek shelter. We don't think there's actually a tornado coming off. We walk out the front door and go, what? There's not a tornado. Look, it's not even raining. There's barely any clouds in the sky. I'm going back. I'm going back inside. Where's Facebook? I'm going to look, see if there's any tornadoes, right? But listen, the alarm, the siren that's going off is supposed to be saying, take shelter. Get prepared. There could be a tornado coming. And see, and that's the same alarm that goes off on the inside of us. But if we ignore it long enough, it'll mean nothing to us. If we ignore the conviction that God's put in our hearts, if we ignore that long enough, we won't even pay attention to it. Come on. My real dad grew up in a trailer house. He lived in a trailer house his whole life. And when the tornado sirens would go off, all he'd do is turn it to channel 9 and say, I ain't taking cover till he tells me to. I'm like, they're blowing the sirens and you live in a trailer home. If a tornado comes, you are Gandhi. I mean, straight up gone. We do not know where you're going to land. You better just get a seatbelt in your recliner. But he'd just turn on the TV. The siren meant nothing to him. And for some of us, that's what we've done with sin. The siren that goes off when we commit a sin no longer means anything because we've ignored it for so long. We've got to deal with the sin that's in our life. Can I tell you the second thing? I think sin's a big problem in our life, but can I tell you the second thing I think is, is a majority of our problems, and that's not listening. Come on, God's speaking, but we're not listening to him. For most of us, we live in the place where we're not listening. How many of you know that there's a difference between hearing and listening? I have a three-and-a-half-year-old son that I told you about earlier. He knows, and I know, that there's a difference between hearing and listening. He can be sitting on the couch. He can be playing a game. He can be watching TV, and I can talk all day long. And I know he hears me, but I also know that he's not listening because he's not doing what I asked him to do. Come on, because if he was listening to me, then he'd be obeying that's what the scripture talks about, that when we're listening to God, when we are doing the, when we're, when we're in a relationship with him, we're also doing the things he tells us to do. We have to get to the place where we're listening to God, not just hearing. Some of us come to church service after church service after church service. We go through devotional time after devotional time. We go through chapter after chapter in the Bible, and we're hearing, but we're not listening. got to learn to listen to him, listen to his voice. See, but I think a lot of us end up in the place where we're distracted. Anybody live in the realm where you just get distracted? Okay, I'm easily distracted. I don't remember what movie it was in, but they kept talking about squirrels. Every time they saw a squirrel, they're like, squirrel, right? That's kind of how I am in my life. 
I can be telling you a story and think of something else. Ham knows this because I do it to him all the time. And I'll, I'll think of something else and I'll tell him all that. And I'll say, now, w- what were we talking about? He's like, I don't know. He's like, all right, me either. I guess I'll remember it later. Easily distracted. But in our life, how many of you know that when it's a still small voice, it's even easier to get distracted? See, and I think so many times we focus on not being distracted by the bad things. We're focused on not being distracted by the sin. We're trying to live our life. We're repentive. We're living the repent of life. We're trying to uh, uh, spend time with him on our daily devotion, and we're reading our word. But we're distracted not by bad things, but we're distracted by good things. How many of you know a job is a good thing? A job is a good thing. It, 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 it's what you are required to have if you're going to live in this world, because you have to have money so that you can pay your house payment, your utilities, so that you can raise your kids. A job is a good thing. But can I tell you, a lot of us get so distracted by our jobs, so distracted by our careers, that there's no time to hear the voice of God. How many of you agree that a family is a good thing? Me spending time with my family is a good thing. Hanging out with Luke and Levi and my wife, those are all good things. But how many of you know that if I just focus on that, then I can get distracted by that to the point where I don't hear the voice that he's trying to speak? We're distracted. See, some of us, it's just merely our schedule. Come on, I'm, I'm, I'm one of the world's worst, too. But you say, hey, Woody, let's have lunch. I look at my calendar and like, all right, well, how's uh, January 20th sound? Hope it's not life-threatening, right? But for some of us, our schedule gets so full, and we fill it full of so many things that there is something to do every day of the week. There's something to do every night. There's something to do every weekend. And we just get distracted because our schedule is so busy that life is demanding from us. We're distracted. Can I ask you a question? When's the last time that you scheduled to spend time with Jesus? See, if we're not careful, what we'll do is that we'll we'll spend time with God driving in a car. We'll We'll spend time with God if we happen to wake up at 6 in the morning and we technically don't have to get up till 6.30. But when is the last time that I said, I'm going to make a point to spend time with him? I'm going to give you a testimony of how this came into reality to me. I was facing a big decision, a decision that I needed to make, and I was meeting with uh, uh, one of my uh, men that in, in my life that I consider a mentor And I was talking to him, and I was talking to him about it and talking to him about the burden that I felt because it was a big decision. And he said, well, have you prayed about it? And I said, oh, yeah, man. I mean, today I had a 40-minute drive, and I was praying about it. And he goes, that's great. I'm glad that you prayed about it. But did you carve out time to pray about it? Did you have a time when you could be doing something different, but you prayed instead? You could be watching the fav- your favorite TV show. You could be watching a DVD. You could be renting something. You could have Netflix on. You could be doing this, but instead you're saying, I'm not going to do that, but I'm going to do this, and I'm going to pray about this decision. And I said, no, I haven't. 
He said, then it seems like it's not as big of a burden as you think it is. It became real to me. Saying, when's the last time I've carved out time? Not just accidentally spent time with him. Not that I've watched so much Netflix that my eyes are about to fall out, so I've got to do something different. Not that I've done everything and then now I'm going to spend time with God. When's the last time on purpose that we spent time with God? That's what we've got to do. Carve out time for Jesus. See, and the other thing that distracts us is outside noise. Can I tell you, in the generation that we live in, what prevents us from not listening a lot of the times is just outside noise. What is outside noise? Well, it's the radio always being on when you're in a car. It's headphones always in while you're working out. It's I've always got to have music. I've always got to have the TV on. If I'm going to clean the house, the TV has to be on. It's outside noise. We fill our life so full of outside noise that God's speaking in his still small voice, but we're not listening. See, the truth of the matter is that God would have to stand up on a 20-foot platform with 50 million speakers and a microphone and yell our name to get our attention because we're distracted. We're distracted by good things. We're distracted by bad things. We've got sin in our life. We're not listening. All of these things. And God would have to stand up and scream to get your attention. And can I tell you that he's a gentleman? Can I tell you that for most of you, he's waiting for you to turn around and say, yes, God. See, Pastor Steve talked to us about seven hearing aids. And we can use all of those things, but sometimes in our life, it's not that God's not speaking. It's that we've put obstacles that prevent us from being able to hear from him. Catherine, if you'd come play. So this morning I ask you, what's your biggest obstacle? What's the thing you're facing in your life? What's something that's potential? Maybe you say, I don't have an obstacle. And that's fine, but this morning I want us to look and say, is there an obstacle? Is there sin in my life that I've ignored and I'm not repentant of? Is there ongoing sin in my life that I'm not truly being repentant of? How many of you know it's easy to ask God to forgive you? It's difficult to turn around and walk the other direction, to leave that sin behind. And then how many of us in this room, we just say, you know what? I'm just not listening. I may be hearing, but I'm not listening. I'm not letting it soak into my life where it produces change. Some of us, we're focused on very, very important things. Your career is very important. Your family is very important. You having time to rest is very important. But can I tell you that there's something that's more important than all of those things? And that's your relationship with God. Because none of it matters 
if your relationship with God's not right. None of it matters if you've got sin that you're not dealing with. If you're so busy in your schedule, none of it matters if you're so busy in your schedule that you can't hear from him when he's speaking. God is speaking to us. Sometimes we prevent him. We prevent ourselves from being able to hear. He's speaking over and over and over, and we prevent. We prevent ourselves from being able to hear. Lord Jesus, this morning, I pray, God, that you would show us any obstacle that we've placed in the way. God, whether it's a good thing or whether it's a bad thing, God, reveal to us any obstacle that we've put in our life that prevents us from hearing you. Lord Jesus, help us. just for your own sake so that you can admit it to yourself and that'll go a long ways but with nobody looking around if you say Woody I'm saved but I've got sin in my life sin that I'm struggling with and that sin could possibly it's more than likely preventing me from hearing God's voice you can raise your hand and put it right back down just as a in your own life, I've got sin in my life that's preventing me. I see your hands. You can put them back down. Yep, there's more hands right there. How about this? This is just you, you and God. You'd say, Woody, my schedule, it's cram-packed. Every second of every day, I've got something to do. And it makes me so busy that it makes it very hard for me to listen to what God's saying. If that's you, would you raise your hand? Yeah, I see hands all over the room. A lot of us fall into that category. And how about this? We're distracted. We're focused on good things. But we're so focused on those good things, careers and family. We're so focused on that. That it prevents us from hearing God. If you'd say, that's me, raise your hand. Yeah, we all get there. Lord Jesus, I pray this morning, God, for every person in this room, Lord Jesus, whether they raised their hand because they had sin in their life, Lord Jesus, whether they raised their hand because their schedule's too busy, whether they raised their hand because they're distracted with good things, God, things that you want us to care about, but God, I pray that you'd help us. I pray that you'd help us to deal with this sin, that you'd help us to deal with our schedule. God, that you'd help us to still put the attention you want us to on the good things for our career and our families. 
But God, let us still put you as number one above everything else. God, that you're number one above everything else. And God, I pray that you'd help us. Help us to carve out time, God. Not just accidentally spend time with you. God, not just count going to church and spending time with you. But God, carve out time. Find time in our day. God, if we have to, set that alarm a little bit earlier. God, if we have to, give up our lunch to spend time with you. But God, we would carve out time so that we could get rid of all the outside noise and just spend time with you. God, to get in a place where we can quiet our mind so that we really can hear what you're speaking to us. In Jesus' name, say amen if you believe it. There's quiet seasons that God's not speaking, but sometimes we make our own quiet seasons. We've got to remove the obstacles. It's been a privilege to have you join us for this time of ministry. To find more Passion Church resources or to make a donation online, visit www.passionchurch.tv. Remember, you can't live without passion.